Welcome, yep. everyone, to an exciting new era for professional sports here in Utah at Real Salt Lake and Major League Soccer. Today, we're embarking on a new journey with an exceptional ownership group and a dream partnership. An incredible future is on tap for Real Salt Lake supporters and those behind the scenes. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Major League Soccer Commissioner Don Garber and your new Real Salt Lake owners, David Blitzer and Ryan Smith. We'll start with opening remarks. Don? Thank you, Brian, and uh, welcome to everyone, and thank you for joining us. And it's always great to be back here in Salt Lake City, especially for such an important announcement for the sport of soccer in this region, uh, throughout the state of Utah, but also, and very importantly, for Major League Soccer. Today, we're announcing the new owners of Real Salt Lake, a dream partnership, and for so many different reasons for every aspect of this club and for the sport of soccer throughout the state. You know, everyone here knows that Real Salt Lake is a very special club. And when you look at what this team has built over the last 16 years, it tells the story of our league, and it really tells the story about what's possible for the sport of soccer throughout North America. Back in 2004, Dave Checkets declared that Salt Lake City would become a world-class soccer market, and he was right. Throughout the years, Dave and then Deloy Hansen, they built professional soccer here from the ground up providing an incredible foundation that would lead to enormous growth. Under Dave's leadership, the, the club took a giant step forward with the opening of this stadium, which we're here today, Rio Tinto Stadium in 2008. And more recently, Deloitte and the club raised the bar in North America with the Zion's Bank training facility, truly an impressive and beautiful complex that really is as good as any training facility in the world. Not only is this facility the home of one of MLS's best academy programs, but it's also the home of the Monarchs who will play in their own stadium out at that facility when competing in the inaugural MLS Next Pro season coming right up. Our goal from the very beginning when we brought MLS to Utah in 2005 was to create a vibrant and meaningful soccer market in this region. And thanks to the commitment of so many people on and off the field, we did do that. We have an MLS team that captured the imagination of the entire region. They've won an MLS championship in just their fifth season. They're the first MLS team in the modern era to compete in the CONCACAF Champions League final. They hosted and competed in a US Open Cup final. They've had multiple US men's and women's national team games and Gold Cup matches, and of course, an MLS All-Star game. And remember, the Royals were here for so many years, and they've got a terrific USL club, the Monarchs. So this is a great soccer market. And today, we begin a new chapter with a new ownership group, a group that brings enormous experience in professional sports and global soccer, and very importantly, a deep belief in this city and this state. First, David Blister, a global sports entrepreneur with a passion and a deep commitment for the game. You'll hear from him and he'll talk about his love of the sport. And Ryan Smith, to my right, a well-known local guy with deep roots in the state and in the community, and one of the leading tech entrepreneurs in our country. David epitomizes the new generation of owners, not just in professional sports, but in Major League Soccer. He's achieved great success in the world of finance and has a genuine love for our sport. And as you can see with his investment in the global football holdings, currently having six clubs throughout Europe, David knows this game. He loves this game. 
and is deeply invested in it. I've known David for many years, and I can tell you that he's always believed in Major League Soccer. He sees the impact of our league and the sport and what it can have as we continue to grow this game for everyone and by everyone. He also believes in a strong foundation and believes in the academy that they have here and a school that can be part of what is going to be an ever-growing RSL development system. And he's been searching for an opportunity like this, a top club in a great city and a league that's equally devoted to making a difference in the community. And he's going to talk about that. David, we're thrilled to have you join our league along with Ryan, the owner of the Jazz and the co-founder of Qualtrics, who is known equally for innovation as well as his commitment to the Utah community. David and Ryan arrive at the right time, an exciting time for our league, for our sport, for Real Salt Lake. I mean, what a great year advancing to the final conference final in 2021. Together, they will build on everything that has been achieved here, and they will, as you'll hear, take it to an entirely different level. And when you hear from them both, you'll see that winning on the field or on the court does really matter, but also they see their teams as connective tissue to truly unify our communities and make a difference. I could assure you that the level of care and commitment you'll see to Real Salt Lake for this community and for the state is gonna be evident in everything that this new ownership group will do. I now speak for everyone at our league and all the owners throughout our board when I tell you how exciting we are to welcome David and Ryan and their partners to Major League Soccer. So please join me in officially welcoming them to Real Salt Lake. And now I'm gonna throw it over to David. Great. Uh, well, thanks so much, Don. And, and thanks to all of you uh, for joining here. This is an amazing day uh, for Ryan and myself. Um, and I couldn't be more pleased to be here uh, at Rio Tinto Stadium on our first day as the new, I guess I would call it, uh, stewards really of this amazing uh, franchise. So just first, a little bit of background on me. Um, look, I'm a passionate soccer fan. And uh, unfortunately, I grew up and like I was a really good high school player. And that was it. Just didn't have the talent to take it any further. Um, so I, you know, created some new uh, career paths uh, along the way, but always remained a, uh, a, a very passionate fan of the game. Um, I then lived in Europe for about 10 years from 2001 to 2011, which um, really even augmented, uh, you know, the fan that I already had been of the game um, and was able to, you know, watch um, a ton of European uh, soccer. Um, and I, I, I was joking earlier today, I was living, you know, less than half a mile from uh, Stanford Bridge. And so um, being able to go to Chelsea games uh, once or twice a week was a, was a pretty nice uh, benefit of living over there. But the reality is I moved back to America in 2011. And one of the first uh, people that I, I sought out to meet uh, was Don Garber. And um, I'm a huge um, believer in soccer globally and the growth and, you know, how it brings communities together and fans together um, and what it does for those, for those communities. And, you know, I saw what was happening in the U S and specifically within the MLS and Don and his entire management team have just done an incredible job uh, with building um, the MLS. And so as I looked forward to see what I thought the next, you know, not just one, two, three years, but the next, the next decades could be in uh, the MLS and the U S soccer, it made me extremely excited. And I looked at a variety of different opportunities um, and frankly waited for the right one. And um, you know, over the course of, of the last year, as I'm sure you all know um, the league looking for 
uh, a new ownership group um, for RSL was something that the instant I saw that I was incredibly attracted to. And for all the obvious reasons, Don hit on a ton of them. Um, the history of this club, it's just the classic success story, right? Started out of nowhere. Thank you, David Checkets, um, and, and the inaugural team. Um, and, and this market is an incredible market. I mean, historically, I think we could debate how long ago, you know, Utah, uh, and, and this specific market was, you know, sort of a hidden jewel. Okay. I've been coming out to Utah for the last 44 years, um, to skate, uh, which is kind of a wonderful thing to do, but, but actually understanding the marketplace, um, is, is obviously hugely important. My point being though, that I don't think it's a hidden jewel anymore. It's just a jewel. Okay. And it's a jewel that is growing, uh, dramatically. The fan base here is incredible. And so this was clearly the market that I wanted to make an investment in, but then it came to, um, I wanted to do this together with somebody, um, who I just felt would be frankly, the perfect partner. Um, and, and luckily, uh, I was able to get together with Ryan Smith and his team. And, uh, and we came together over the last few months and decided that to partner and do this and invest in, uh, real salt Lake would be uh, an amazing, um, experience. And, you know, you know, Ryan and I spent a lot of time, not frankly, not talking so much just about the team or the deal, just talking about Utah and this region and the community. And obviously, as you all know, uh, Ryan owns, you know, the Utah jazz and I'm a, you know, uh, a co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. And we know what it's like to have stewardship of sports teams. And we understand the dynamics with the community and we understand how powerful uh, it can be to have sports teams in a community and how it brings those communities together and how we create um, benefits much more broadly than just sitting within an arena or a stadium or out on the court or the pitch. So I couldn't be more excited um, to partner with Ryan um, and to be in this market and to be part of this journey uh, for RSL as we take this forward. And uh, I just want to thank everybody very much again. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to be a part of this. Yeah, look, uh, hey everyone, um, this is an exciting day, right? I think that uh, we took a look, our ownership group took a look at RSL a year ago. And two weeks later, we were under contract um, with the Jazz. And so we've been a little busy, but our, our love for what RSL brings to this community in the state of Utah has not wavered at all. And it was pretty cool that as the last couple of months as this thing um, had had started to uh, look like a possibility and, it, you know, deals, deals are tough to get done. Um, how, how incredibly passionate our ownership group was. Many who don't live, who, who you all know, don't live in Utah were at, at hello saying, Hey, we're, we're bullish on the MLS. We're bullish on um, Utah and, I just hope realize, uh, Utah understands the, the benefit we just got uh, for, for Blitzer choosing um, to be here is, is someone who probably could have gone anywhere, but with the, the six professional soccer teams that, that he's a part of, uh, our footprint just got a lot larger. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, for my wife, myself, my, our, our partners, you know, sports are about bringing people together. And doing that in a world where it seems like everything takes us apart. And um, we're excited to have the RSL platform in the community to continue building on that legacy and bringing people together. And for the first time ever, um, having a part of and affiliated with the jazz. And 
it just makes sense. And so when the opportunity came to do this, to do it with Blitz, um, we couldn't be more excited for where this is going to go. And we're excited to, to invest and put a good product on the field and win. That's what we're about. Thank you, gentlemen. We're going to open up to questions now. We're going to begin with Alex Vehar of the Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Lucas Moeller and Alex Mower. Alex, your line should now be open. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time to answer some some questions. Um, this first one is for um, is for Mr. Smith and Mr. Blitzer. Um, in the past, um, the past ownership group, there was a criticism that um, not a lot of um, not a lot of financial resources were spent on getting talent on the field. There was a lot about you know stadiums and all these different types of infrastructure, but in terms of getting players that could really um, kind of move the needle and and affect play on the field more quickly than than normal, that has been lacking. That's been a criticism. I'm curious. What are your what are you guys' plans um, or vision in terms of spending on the roster um, in in a way that can kind of compete with the rest of the the rest of the teams in MLS that that do spend millions of players or sorry millions of dollars on some top players from around the world or from uh, the U.S. Sure. Well, why don't I start by saying um, this incredible franchise just played in the Western Conference Finals, so. Um, we think they're, they're doing a great job. Um, look, Ryan and I, this is our, this is our first day here, uh, as, as stewards, uh, you know, of the franchise, of course, we've, we've had discussions with the management team and we're super excited that, um, we were able to frankly have Pablo, uh, stay and extend his time as the manager of, uh, of, the, of this great club. So look, you're getting into like real details and, and specific players. I mean, the reality is Ryan and I are extremely competitive individuals, and, um, you know, we want to see um, Real Salt Lake win the MLS Cup. I mean, that's like abundantly clear. Um, so, you know, we haven't figured out exactly like we're going to spend X on that player from, you know, that team, you know, in two weeks from now, et cetera. But I think I just overall saying we just made the Western Conference Finals. We have a great team. We have incredible infrastructure and we're extremely competitive. And, and um, we're going to be proud of the team that we put out on the pitch. And as we grow this business over time. I think the only thing I would add is, um, you know, we're also looking at it over time, right? I mean, it, it takes a little bit of time, but if you look at, you know, both the Jazz and the Sixers, I don't know, we're fifth and sixth maybe in payroll in the NBA and still pe people still criticize us for not spending <laughs> enough. So um, I think our track records are pretty, pretty good here. As a reminder, if you have questions for either Ryan, Don, or David, please go ahead and raise your hands and I'll get you in the queue. Lucas Muller, your line should now be open. Uh, David, Ryan, just congrats on, uh, on your purchase. Uh, it's a great fan base, so we're excited to have you out here. Um, so what I'm curious to hear is, now that you guys have taken the reins, what happens in the next few months? What are you looking to improve on immediately? What are your sort of uh, uh, goals for... 2022 as, as the team heads into preseason. Well, it's interesting because as you all know, preseason is, is starting like really quickly. I mean, given, you know, the dynamics of the world cup being in, in, uh, you know, November this year, um, everything just moved up, you know, quite dramatically. Um, so look again, this is a, this is a long-term play for, for Ryan and myself. It's not a, you know, 
a plan. So I think, you know, we want, we have a terrific group of individuals that we're working with, um, you know, at the franchise that we're continuing to spend more and more time with. We're, we're going to continue to learn. I always say, you know, I invest in, you know, a significant number of companies and a significant number of sports teams. Don't, don't try to figure it out in a day. Don't try to figure it out in a hundred days. Um, learn and, and don't just knee jerk react. And so, yeah, again, we're, we're doing things and, and working with the management team um, to gear up for this season, obviously on the pitch, which I guess opening game is, you know, February 27th, I think. And I certainly know our home opener is, is March the 5th and, and we're going to be ready, but exactly what we're going to do. I, I think it's, you know, kind of sort of premature. I mean, there's some things we certainly know, um, but, but we're going to, you know, we're going to learn and we're going to take our time and we're going to continue to, to grow and invest in this team in, in, in the right way. And, and kind of a follow-up there, uh, David, you had mentioned to the Salt Lake Tribune that it's more of a question of when, not if, the Utah Royals will be will be brought back. I'm just wondering, could you speak to what, what that discussion has looked like for you and Ryan and kind of how firm those plans are to bring back the Royals? Yeah, well, Ryan and I talked about it in, in our early conversations, just about, you know, this community and Utah and the passionate fan base and how incredibly um, well, the Royals did in, you know, in Utah when they were here and we're huge believers, um, in, uh, women's soccer and in the NWSL. And again, obviously from the standpoint of, of this market and, and, and the fan base. So from our perspective, we both agreed very, very clearly, um, on day one that we want to make that happen. Now, you know, without getting into too much detail, there are just like anything, you know, there are dynamics that need to occur um, and timing. But I think we we both said it last night, which was this is a when, not if we're very excited to bring the Royals back to Utah and to, um, you know, to this club. Alex Mower, your line should now be open. Hello, and thank you guys, obviously, all for your time. Uh, my question is probably more for Don, but maybe Ryan and David, you could shed some insight. Um, Don, I was just curious throughout this process, which, you know, was pretty lengthy. You maintained publicly that the team, or I guess that you would never consider moving the team outside of Salt Lake. But now that the deal's done, um, is there any, or was there ever any indication that maybe a deal wouldn't get done locally and the team would have to be relocated? No, you know, we were committed from the very beginning that uh, this team and all the assets around it would stay in Salt Lake. And, you know, a year's period of time is, is relatively short when you start thinking about what you need to do to ensure you have the right ownership group with the right dynamic together, both locally and, and in this case in particular, a great partnership. You know, this is a dream ownership group, and it took a while to put it together, not just because of who the two guys are, but think about the uniqueness of, there probably isn't another market in professional sports that only has two uh, pro teams. And now those two pro uh, teams are connected. Uh, so we, uh, uh, the day that we knew we were taking over the sales process, we spoke to Ryan. And as, as he said, uh, a couple weeks later, he bought an NBA team and took us 10 years to convince David to uh, find the right opportunity. And this was the perfect one. So uh, we had been very hopeful we'd get it done in a year and we were able to do that. As a quick reminder, please make sure you raise your hand so I can get you into the queue. And when you're up to ask a question, please turn on your video. Jake Hatch, your line should now be open. 
Yeah, this question is probably for Ryan, but obviously, Ryan, as Commissioner Garber just mentioned, you bought the Utah Jazz. Now these two clubs will be connected. How much sharing will there be on the back end between these two clubs in terms of infrastructure, all that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, we created a new entity. So I think the first and foremost, this is a, a separate entity entirely. Um, and, and we're actually excited about that. Um, but, um, you know, the, the synergistic um, opportunities are are many, many, absolutely. And, and hopefully you'll see that. And um, the, the most important thing here is that the vision is lined up. And I'll, I'll just tell you, um, you know, David's vision and my vision for not only the state of Utah, but for soccer MLS and the platform are hundred percent aligned. And then we just kind of take everything else as, as it comes. And I think that's the most important thing is, um, that's when we both really started getting excited, whether that's with the Royals, whether it's with the investment, the team, um, once that vision is locked in, um, and, and I'll tell you, it's around Utah, it's around building and, you know, we'll, we'll see, we have a lot of, we have a lot of soccer fans who, who, who play on our team. We have, we've always had a bunch of European players as well as, um, American players who are passionate about it. And, um, there's a lot of synergies, especially between arenas and fan base. And there's also opportunity to, to pick up new fan base on both sides. And that's, that's what, you know, anyone sitting out there can say, Hey, wow, this is a unique market with a unique team, a unique opportunity with two sports teams. Um, and they're both connected um, for one of the first times ever. That's, that's pretty powerful. And this, I guess, a question for David, but David, at the outset, when you started looking into this club, did you always anticipate having an owner like Ryan who had a local connection here to help be an anchor? One, 100%. So again, you know, having taken the, the, the view that I was really excited to invest in the MLS, it was about the right market and the right partner. And I got hugely lucky here because the reality is, is, you know, Real Salt Lake again came up looking for new ownership, call it, you know, about a year ago. Um, I had been very interested to, to invest in the league. I love this market. This market's incredible. Um, and, but no, if, if I hadn't found the right partner uh, in Ryan Smith, I might still be looking, you know, for what, you know, makes sense. It had to all come together. I think that's on both sides. Sean Walker, your line is now open. Uh, yeah, David, kind of building off on this call. Um, but what were kind of some of those sort of pre-official conversations, I guess, that you had with Ryan and maybe even some of the sort of non-soccer things that you guys sort of talked about, about Utah and the community and this market? And and what, what were just kind of some of the things, I guess, that you guys talked about there? Well, look, I talked to Ryan about all sorts of different things because he's a great person to learn from. Um, I talked to him about business. I talked to him about Utah. I talked to him about, um, you know, this marketplace and, and the potential and the growth and the community and the fans and how the teams interact within the communities. Um, we talked a lot about the academy and what else can be done with the academy to serve more and more people, um, you know, in this region um, and different things that we can do over time. And again, you know, this isn't a short-term dynamic. This is a really long-term partnership. Um, and so I was lucky enough to be able to link up with somebody like Ryan who could really, um, frankly, you know, explain a great many things to me. Like, again, I understand about investing in sports teams. I understand about 
links and dynamics with the communities. I understand how to use sports for the greater good, but to be able to spend a ton of time with Ryan as it related to some of the more local aspects of that and his vision and how much Ryan cares about culture and how much Ryan cares about the interaction with the community and bringing, you know, people together. He said it earlier and I think said it well, like nothing brings people together like sports. And frankly, we're all getting pulled further and further apart. And so we want to be bringing people back more and more together. And this is just a, a fantastic way to do it. So um, I'm really thankful to Ryan for, for spending that amount of time with me and, and getting me as, as up to speed as, as I am. But let's be clear, I've still got a ton to learn and I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. The only thing I would add would be um, just our conversations really started. Um, I think, I think um, Don had talked to both of us at some point independently, but you know, we're on the NBA calls together and um, it, it became easy. There's a lot of commonalities. We know a lot of the same people. And so getting to know David, um, everyone we talked to was like, Oh my word, if this could happen, like it would be perfect. And fortunately enough, we both, we both have great partners and groups that are, you know, all in on that same mission. And that's, I'll go back to mission of, you know, just building the community and, and, you know, what David said to start off is we're, we're stewards of these, these franchises and, and, you know, we're happiest when we're winning and bringing people together. And that's the goal. That's where the magic happens. And this organization has seen that before and felt that the States felt that um, we felt it recently and um, that's exciting. So how do we, how do we keep doing that? We have time for three more questions. We'll start with Samantha Yarick, followed by Francisco Vasquez, and we'll finish off with Sam Stayskull. Sam, your line should now be open. Hello, guys. Well, first of all, David Blitzer, I'm very excited to have another New Jersey native involved <laughs> here at RSL. Um, love that you got involved. And of course, Ryan, know you from the jazz. So just love the partnership. I'm just curious from, you know, if you guys had to kind of describe what type of owners you are, we all know that there are tons of different types in sports, the very hands-on in the office every single day to, you know, kind of delegating to people below and trusting. I'm just curious kind of what we can expect from your ownership styles. Well, I, I'll, I'll lead. I mean, I said, I've said this for a year. I'm, I'm Ryan, like I can't be someone I'm not. And so, um, we, we typically, and, and I, I get involved in things that get me excited and that we, we, we feel like we can move the needle on. And if there's better people that are more qualified that work in the organization, we're always empowering first. And I mean, I think this, this organization has phenomenal people. Um, but, you know, I think from a, from a hands-on standpoint, like we'll, we'll, we'll go and focus on where we can be value add and, you know, that's how, that's how I operate at the jazz as well as, um, here and any other business that, that we're a part of. Um, but reality is, you know, David's done a great job at creating teams over time and teams that operate, um, efficiently and very effectively and, you know, better than any single individual. And that's always the goal here, but also on the field. Yeah. Look, I, <laughs> I've heard that question a lot over the years and it's really tough to stratify people at, you know, that specifically the, the world's just not that simple. So for whatever it's worth, um, I'm a big believer in empowering excellent people to do their jobs really, really well. And we have excellent people here. Um, and, and that makes things a whole lot easier. 
the reality is again, you know, I invest in, in businesses, you know, for a living my entire career. And it's always been about finding incredible people and, and letting them do their jobs. Now that doesn't mean that you don't get involved in particularly major decisions, right? So I think on, on key decisions, you know, of course, Ryan, are gonna, Ryan and I are going to be talking amongst ourselves and with our partners and, and with our management teams on those. But, you know, kind of on that gritty day-to-day, we, I let, you know, the kind of the management teams, um, you know, do their jobs. And, you know, the fan side of the equation is a little different. You know, I'm, I'm a passionate fan and like, and, and that's complicated when you're an investor and, and steward of these teams and people are yelling at you and, you know, why is so-and-so you know, in the game? And I'm like, talk to the coach. Like, don't talk to me. Um, but the reality is, is, is separating that out on, on the fan side of the equation is always, always a little complicated. But again, we have great people. We let them do their jobs and, and we'll certainly be engaged on, on, you know, key decisions. David, were you a Red Bull or NYCFC fan prior to taking over RSL? Ha. Um, that question is going to get me in trouble. How about I put it in a slightly different way? I had tickets to NYCFC because it was easier to get there. And I love watching soccer okay. uh, would probably be the best way to put it. Good answer. <laughs> thank you both. And thank you, Don. Francisco Vasquez, your line should now be open. Hello, Ryan and David. Uh, congratulations on the purchase of uh, RSL. And I uh, wanted to ask Ryan, ¿Cómo está su español? How's your Spanish? Oh, más o menos. Pero va, <laughs> va a ser mucho mejor. Adelante. Do you, do you feel comfortable answering one question in Spanish? Sí, ¿por qué no? Vámonos. ¿Por qué no lo intentamos? Quiero preguntarle su primer recuerdo de, del Real Salt Lake, usted que ha vivido aquí en Utah eh, muchos años. Eh, ¿Cuál es ese primer recuerdo que tiene de él? el equipo y también el hecho que usted haya vivido en México, qué tanto creció su amor por el fútbol en un país donde se vive el fútbol como si fuese una religión. Muchas gracias. Hace como 20 años vivía en Cruz Azul Hidalgo. So, todo, toda la ciudad fue Cruz Azul. Y um, cuando Cruz Azul estaba jugando, todos estaban en la calle. Y cuando ganaron, uh, había una pachanga grande por, por todos los lados de la ciudad y no podía entrar o ir a, a ningún lado. Um, pero eso, eso es la visión, que, que fútbol o soccer uh, puede traer gente juntos y, y, y hacer mucho. Um, no sé, es, es deportes en todo. Um, están aquí para, para traernos juntos y um, esperamos que podemos levantar uh, Real Salt Lake en la misma manera. Muchas gracias, Rey. How was that, bro? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was coming today. It's going to get better. I, I am challenged now to go work on that. All right. Perfecto. I, I was reaching back about 20 years. It's great. <laughs> We'll finish today's introductory press conference with Sam Stasekel of The Athletics. Sam, your line is now open. Thank you, Taryn. Um, I have two questions for, for David and Ryan. First one, pretty straightforward. What are the plans for the leadership team? Obviously, Pablo is in place, but John Kimball, Elliot Fall, Rob Zarcos, all those folks, are, are you planning on keeping them around? Um, and then secondly, um, 
both of your NBA teams are known as pretty forward thinking organizations. Um, you know, the Sixers have the innovation lab, very data driven GM and, and Daryl Morey um, and jazz have, have sort of been doing some similar things in, in Ryan's brief tenure as owner. I know it's very, very early with RSL, but are there any areas where you guys think you can sort of be a pioneer in MLS kind of in, from an innovation perspective, either on the sporting or business side. And then I have one for Don too, if, if that's cool after you guys answer. Why don't you hit the exact team? I'll hit the. Yeah. Look, I would say on the management team again, you know, Ryan and I are sitting here on, on day one. Um, we think the management team has done a very good job and not the easiest of circumstances. Um, and again, I come back to, you know, kind of results tend to speak for themselves as it relates to on the pitch performance. Um, and, you know, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. I mean, it would have been nice to be, you know, to win the title. And that's our goal is to, to, to win the, NML, the MLS Cup. Um, so I think, you know, starting to go like person by person across the organization is, is not something that, that, that makes a whole lot of sense other than to say, we're, we're pleased with our management team. We've enjoyed our interactions with them during this process. And, and this will be the team that is here. I think, uh, yeah, I agree. The, when we think about innovation and, and forward thing, especially with analytics, I mean, we're looking at, at three or four different areas. Um, you know, I come from the experience management world where we're looking at, you know, fan experience, player experience, um, and, you know, how we, how we make that experience you know, prevalent all the way through. And so we, the good news is we're, we're, we're very, very up to speed on, on analytics and both, you know, I'd say in all the sports and it's not that clear that, okay, well, Hey, we're in the analytics game. There's stuff that works. It doesn't work. There's stuff that's wasting time, just like in business. Um, so I think we have a good idea of where we can innovate um, and really kind of um, go to where the ball is going to be um, around um, the fan experience um, as well as the the player experience and, and the community experience that we have. And so I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to jumping in on that front and watching. And, and I think we can learn a lot from both sides here, because I think if you look at the, the globalization of soccer, it's, it's different. Um, and, you know, it just got way more, um, I would say advanced uh, with, within RSL and the Academy with, you know, connections that are strong and same of a part, part of the same portfolio with, you know, you know, what's going on with the teams in um, Germany and Belgium and everywhere else. And that's exciting. And you, know, you start looking at analytics, you start looking at teams and building teams. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Look, totally agree. I guess what I would say is a, a lot of people out there um, like this have like two camps. There's like the data and analytics camp and there's like the, I hate data and analytics camp. Okay. <laughs> and, and the reality is, neither of those are correct, right? It, 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 the reality is in the middle, okay? And data and analytics are incredibly important, as are the culture of your team, the cohesiveness of your team, how one plays, et cetera. And soccer is very different than basketball in the sense of 11 players on a pitch that is really a continuous 90-minute game, right? Which is very different than when you get in some of the other sports. You know, baseball, as an example, is a single event. Every pitch is a single event that can be analyzed in a very different way. And um, so I've spent a lot of time over the years talking to Billy B, who I think is amazing. But even Billy would tell you, it's not all just like popping out of a computer. Billy looked for inefficiencies in the system. Okay. And he did a phenomenal job with that continues to, uh, to this day. So I do believe in, in data and analytics. And I think soccer is that frankly, you know, call it first, second, um, or let's call it 
to yeah. use a much better analogy and call it the 10th minute. So, you know, soccer is in about the 10th minute, in my opinion, of where things are going on the data analytics front. And that is a tool. And that is an important tool, but is by no means the only tool. And so taking that and expanding that, and as that grows and we get better data, uh, et cetera, and working with your management team and your coaching staff and bringing that team together to, again, look for inefficiencies. Sure, that's something that we're going to be absolutely focused on, um, but it's not, you know, a, an A or a B. Cool. Thanks. And then, Don, this last one for you. Um, you guys have had several teams change hands in the last seven, eight months. There are now probably more very deep pocketed, very sports savvy investors and owners in the league than ever before. What do you make of the way that the, that the ownership group has changed over the last few years? And what kind of implications do you think that has on the growth of MLS as a whole? Well, Sam, it's not unintentional. You know, I, I think it's smart for any business to properly think about succession of leadership and, and the, 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 the concept of, of future thought about where your business is going and how do all the various stakeholders uh, uh, work together to help you achieve where you want to get to. Uh, and our, you know, our league was founded by the traditional sports industrialists in in 1995-1996 and has transitioned now to uh, a whole new generation of owners. And I said in my comments, uh, uh, David and Ryan represent the future of Major League Soccer. You listen to uh, the discussion that's going on and how they're thinking about culture that might be uh, uh, different than was thought about uh, generations ago or thinking about technology and, and innovation. All of that comes in many ways from a future vision. Uh, so I'm very excited about uh, the new uh, owners that have come into the league. I'm very excited about the future of our league, Sam. I mean, we're going into a very important phase uh, of, uh, of the, uh, for the sport over the next number, number of years leading up to the World Cup in 2026. This year in particular uh, will be an interesting one. We had a new team in Charlotte. We had a new stadium in Nashville and another new stadium will come on in St. Louis. All of that is about momentum. And I think momentum is driven by commitment and vision and a real uh, uh, desire to continue to move forward and, and not rest on where you are, but really be very focused on where you want to get to. And uh, I'll finish with uh, some comments. Uh, this is the future of Major League Soccer and the sport of soccer here in this city and in this state and in this region. And as both of them said, you know, uh, owners uh, are really caretakers of clubs. And we've had uh, two caretakers from the team uh, since the, the team was launched by Dave and then was taken over by Deloitte, all who have contributed greatly uh, to where the sport of soccer is in both the city uh, and in this region. And I want to thank uh, both Dave for what he did in the early days. And I want to thank Deloitte for how professionally uh, he managed this transition over the last year. Uh, this was a difficult time uh, and Deloitte uh, man managed it with a very focused and professional commitment to ensure that Real Salt Lake would end up in good hands uh, and would take this team and this sport uh, to all to new levels in the many, many years to come. And I also want to thank John Kimball, who was the man behind the scenes and was carrying this club uh, on his shoulders over the last year. Uh, and a lot of really great things happened with Real Salt Lake, including getting to 
the Western Conference Finals, something that most people didn't uh, expect, and it wasn't easy. So I want to thank uh, all of those, all the stakeholders that believe in this team for everything they've done to get us to where we are, and really thank the guys to my right and to my left uh, for where it is that we're going to get to. So thanks, guys, and thanks to all you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.